but I feel especially after hearing that testimony it is the will of God I'm going to be reading from the book of Genesis chapter 19 a few verses I will do my best to not be very long I will do my best to be as quick as I possibly can Genesis 19, verse 24. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. He overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities that which grew upon the ground. But his, speaking of Lot, wife looked back from behind him. And she became a pillar of salt. And she became a pillar of salt. I'm going to preach for a few moments today on this Mother's Day, a different kind of sermon. Don't look back, Mom. Don't look back. Lord, bless us today. Help every life, every heart, whichever so here today, God, in your precious name, God. Help me, Lord. That you would be able to share my passion and burden today, God, what you put in my spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I do want to say thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. Amen. You didn't have to come today on this Mother's Day, but you chose to be here. And I will be mindful with your time. I know we've been here for uh, a couple hours, been pushing the service together. But Abraham, Father Abraham. Most everybody would know who Abraham is. He didn't want any hard feelings with his nephew Lot. After all, Lot had been traveling with him. And God had blessed Abraham. And Lot being in association with uh, Abraham was also blessed. So their herds began to grow. And when their herds became too big for both of them to stay in the land where they were at, Abraham said to his nephew Lot, Lot, pick which way you want to go, and I'll go the opposite way. Abraham said, if you go left, I'll go to the right, and if you go right, I'll go to the left. So Lot examined the land and chose the plain of Jordan since he noticed that it had a lot of water access. It would be better for his, be better for his animals. And the Bible tells us in Genesis 13, 12 that Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. And while Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan. The Bible tells us in Genesis 13 and 13 that the men of Sodom were wicked. They were sinners, very grievous sinners before God. Then just a few chapters later in Genesis 18, we see that the Lord tells Abraham, Abraham... There's growing wickedness down in that place where your nephew Lot sat. I'm fixing to bring judgment upon Sodom and Gomorrah. No doubt it struck Abraham, and he had hoped that his nephew, Abraham, his nephew Lot had got enough in him as he traveled with Abraham, and he, he hoped and prayed that, that Lot was in a good shape. Maybe he would get out of these cities, and Abraham began to intercede with God about the people of those cities, in particular for his nephew Lot and his family. 
Abraham began. He started, Lord, if there be 50 righteous, would you still destroy the city? No, I wouldn't destroy it, Lot. Well, what about 45, Lord? What if there was 45 in that city? Would you, would you still destroy the city for the sake of 45 righteous? No, Abraham, I wouldn't do that. Well, what about 40, Lord? Uh, uh, would you destroy the city for 40 people? No, I, I wouldn't destroy it if there was 40 righteous in there. Well, what about 30, God? What if you found 30 people in that city? Would you, would you destroy that city for 30 righteous people? No, Abraham, I would not. Lord, don't be angry at me, but what if you was to find 10 righteous people in that city? Would you destroy it? No, Abraham, I would not. Sadly, he was not able to even find ten righteous men among those in that land. So the two angels that was also with the Lord speaking to Abraham that day began their travels to the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And the two angels, as they walked into the gate, they found Lot sitting at the gate of Sodom. Lot immediately recognized there was something different about these two angels, so he offered them he said, why don't you come stay the night with me? We find this in the book of Genesis 19, those who um, take notes and stuff. He said, why don't y'all come stay the night with me? And they said, no, we're going to stay in the streets this night. We're not, we're not going to do that. We have a mission. But finally, after Lot continually uh, trying his best to get them to stay, they finally agreed, and they went with Lot. Lot fed them a meal, and then that night, though, uh, all the men of Sodom had heard that these angels, somebody different, had come into the city, and they found out that they had went to Lot's house, and all of a sudden, these men, this shows the wickedness of this city. The men surrounded Lot's house and called out and said, Where are the men that came to you tonight, Lot? Bring them out to us, that we can have... Now, now you've got to get in mind, mind this, Okay. The men was looking for the two men that came to Lot's house and said, Bring them out that we may have sexual relations with them. And listen to Lot's response. This blows my mind. Lot said, No, no, these are visitors of mine. Uh, don't do this to these men. I've got two virgin daughters. Take them instead. It shows you how bad this city were. And they kept vexing a lot, trying their best. And, and he was standing outside the door. Finally, the angels reach out and they grab Lot and pull him inside. And they locked the door and they looked at the men. And the, the Bible says that the two angels struck the two men with blindness. Even to the point these men were so wicked that even in their blindness, they were struggling to try to find the door and still get to the men. Sodom and Gomorrah was a wicked wicked place the angels warned lot i want you to go get your family and i want you to immediately get out of the out of this city sodom because we are going to destroy this place the angel said according to genesis 19 and 13 they said the outcry to the lord against this people is so great that he sent us to destroy it so lot went and he found his son-in-laws that was married to his other two daughters that was not in his home and he tried his best to get them and say hey we've got to leave the angels are going to destroy this city but they mocked him and they refused the warning but as it got closer to daylight finally the uh, the angels came to lot and said look you cannot stay in this city no more you've got to get out of here because we cannot destroy this city because uh, uh, you're still in this city so get your wife get your daughters that are still in your house and get out of this city lot his family his wife 
and his two girls that was left in his home, the Bible says that they began to leave. And the angels had a message for them as they left. They said, flee for your lives. Don't look back. Don't stop anywhere in the plain. I want you to flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. Then the Lord, as they come out of the city, began to rain upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And the Bible says that he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and those that grew upon and those things that grew upon the ground. But as the cities were being destroyed, Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Lot and his two daughters continued to flee and they went to the nearby mountains in the city of Zoar. The name of Lot's wife, I found it very interesting, is not given in the Bible. Although the story of her life is still speaking to us here today on this Mother's Day of uh, 2021. We're not told for sure the reasons why she looked back to the city while it was being destroyed. Some commentaries believe that she was looking back to see if her other two daughters maybe were falling or, or perhaps uh, uh, it was her father's house seeing if they, they were surviving or maybe it was just a longing to go back to that lifestyle but nevertheless something caused her to look back upon that city even at the, uh, the warning from the angel saying don't look back. But today on this Mother's Day, this story should be a warning to all of us about the consequences of looking back on the previous life of sin before God brought you out of where you are. And we, uh, when, when we live uh, behind us, it will usually always ha uh, help us return back to that past sins and our past lives. We've got to get beyond that lifestyle and, and we can't be looking back to it. You may be wondering what the picture is I have today with this. But according to Jewish history, this is the Dead Sea that you see behind it. This is literally a real picture that is there. This is the Dead Sea. And according to history, this thing right here is said to be Lot's wife. You can do a little simple Google search and you find it just like I did. According to history, this is Lot's wife standing overlooking the Dead Sea, which is the place where Sodom and Gomorrah were. Don't look back, Mom. There's no, there's no time to worry about the things we leave behind on this journey while we're pressing towards the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ. I want to preach to all of us here, all of us here in just a few minutes, but, but let me talk to the moms that are in this place today. Whether you've got grown kids or whether you've got kids that, that are babies. We've got several that's got babies here today. And, 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 and uh, maybe we've got several young, young girls that probably have ambitions of being a mother one of these days. But I, I want to talk to you here on this Mother Day for just a few minutes, a little different than I've ever done on a, on a Mother's Day. I, I usually make it a little uh, uh, maybe more exciting. I don't know whatever may be the case, but this is just what I feel in my spirit today. Because Lost Wife looked back. It left those two daughters without a mom to lead them. Yeah. And we see 
after they left that city not having a mama and all they had and I, I thank God for dads we'll celebrate dads in a little while but dads uh, trying to raise girls ain't always an easy thing I guess or you know it's not easy for a single parent to raise a kid period I know that but mamas are important and mom, you can't look back on that past life, especially if you've got a baby that you've got to help take care of. I know if, if you've got some not choosing to come with you to be in the house of God, you've still got some walking with you. You've got to do your best and keep walking forward and going to where you need to be because we see the oldest daughter, once they got to Zoar, and she, once she realized, hey, our dad is, is kind of old and, 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 and we don't have our mom. Our mom's not here no more. And, and, and dad don't got no kids. All he's got is us two girls because the other one's uh, uh, burned up in, in Sodom and Gomorrah. And all he's got is, is us. And, and, and dad's not going to have no son to go on. So something got inside of her mind. This oldest girl said, I've got an ideal. Why don't we get daddy drunk tonight? I'll sleep with daddy tonight and get pregnant and you can get, uh, we'll get daddy drunk tomorrow night and you can sleep with daddy and he can get drunk uh, from that and that's exactly what they done. But if mama had been there, I bet mama would have knocked that at him real quick and said, I don't think so, baby. And because of his drunken condition, Lot did not realize what was happening at his daughters as they slept with him each night. And each daughter conceived a son. And this way, uh, their father could just carry on their name. But they also carried on a problem for the children of Israel because out of that came the Moabites and the Ammonites that were always a thorn in the flesh to Israel. Let me tell you what. If we, if we need mamas around here, praise God, that will engage with the church. Mama, you can't be looking back and turning into something praise the Lord that God's not designed you to be you've got to look forward I want to tell you we need moms in this generation and thank God we got some good mamas that's bringing their kids to the house of God I'm glad to see Christina back here bouncing that baby and Bethany's doing such a good job and I know Alyssa's not here today uh, she's at her grandmother's house and couldn't come but I'm thankful to have these young mothers that's bringing their kids to the house of God I'm thankful for somebody like Stephanie that'll get her nieces and bring them to the house of God. I'm thankful, praise God, for moms that take the rose and, and just say, hey, you need to be in the house of God. There's no time to be looking back. There's nothing behind us. You heard that testimony today. Hallelujah, my sister Misty. Hallelujah. She never got to hold her babies in her arm, but something inside of that mom says, that's not a lifestyle back there that I want to reach for because my babies are in heaven and I want to see them one day. Misty, don't look back. Don't look back, mom. Your babies are going to be waiting for you when you get there. You can't be looking back. Oh, come on. I know there's some other uh, ladies here that don't have an actual baby in your arm, but you've lost a baby, and you're hoping maybe you can have a baby one day, but mom, listen to me. If you look back, you may never meet that child. You never got to hold in your arm. So mama, you can't look back. You got to keep pressing. You got to keep going forward. It's worth fighting for. Amen. Amen. Mama, you make an impact on this generation. 
It's time to quit blaming uh, our kids for how, uh, how stupid they act and start looking on ourselves, parents and realize we need to quit checking out, looking in the rear view mirror, looking at something better. You become a mom or a dad. It's time for you to stand up and be a mom and dad. You can't always be your kid's best friend when you're raising them up. You've got to smack their hand. You've got to tell them no. You've got to spank their bottom. You can't be their best friend. Amen. I posted uh, uh, last night, tell my mother happy Mother's Day. I know when my kids were growing up, my, uh, Cheryl was not their favorite person all the time. But today, she is. Because they understood mama was hard on them. Mama was uh, tough on them. But mama was doing it for the best interest. And we need mamas that will raise up. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. We need some moms like Jochebed. Anybody know who Jochebed was? Anybody? Go ahead. It's Bible lesson. Who's Jochebed? Anybody out there? Moses' mama. We need, we need Jochebed mamas that has a plan when their baby's born. You just don't go by the fly. But we have, a, we have moms that has a plan. I know that the world is trying to take my baby, but I'm going to build an ark. I'm going to build something of safety for my baby. I can't be looking back at what Pharaoh's saying, looking back at, at what's behind me. There's something more for my baby. There's something more for my baby's future. I'm going to build an ark. There's crocodiles out there that's trying to kill my baby. But I'm going to build an ark. I'm going to build something of safety hallelujah you're not going to watch everything you want to watch you're not going to you're going to not talk to just anybody you want to talk to I'm going to protect you from the crocodiles that's trying to destroy you amen, amen. we need some mothers like uh, we need some mothers like Naomi praise the Lord we need some mothers like Naomi anybody know who Naomi is it's the mother-in-law of Ruth Amen. Her sons had died, but she went ahead and shared what she had, her faith, with her daughters-in-law. Praise God. We need some mothers that know how to treat their daughter-in-laws and their son-in-laws. Hallelujah. We need some mothers that will, praise God, wrap up those behind them. We need some mothers like Hannah. Amen. These are women that didn't look back like Lot's wife. They didn't even mention her name. We don't even know what her name was. But we know these ladies' name. We know who Hannah is. She's the mother of Samuel, praise God, that said, Lord, if you will give me a baby, I will give him back to you all the days of your life. We just dedicated them babies back there uh, a few weeks ago, praise the Lord. And, and this is where we get the baby dedication from, praise the Lord, is Hannah. And you know what she done? She dedicated that baby and said, Lord, if you'll give me a baby, I'll give him back to you. You gave them babies to the Lord. Don't you forget that promise you made to God. You, you're obligated to them babies. Come, oh, come on. Make sure they get to the house of God. We need some mamas that don't look back. So, oh, it's pretty today. Let's go fishing. Well, we need somebody to say, no, we can't go fishing today. It's church day. We need some mamas to say, hey, we're dedicated to God. We're going to read our Bibles as a family. We're going to pray together. We're going to love each other. We're going to treat each other right. We need some mothers like Elizabeth. Anybody know who Elizabeth is? John the Baptist's mama. Even though she was old in age, she still believed that God could do anything. And in her old age, God gave her a miracle, praise God. We need some mamas that believes in miracles. Thank God for the doctors. But I'm also thankful for a mama when a baby gets sick. They can slap her hand on there with some, with some canola oil and say, we're going to pray for that earache and God's going to heal you. we got some mamas that believe in miracles, praise the Lord. It, just, it just says, you know what? I'm not worried about what the rest of the world does or believes. I believe God can heal you. I believe God can deliver you. Amen. 
I'm not going to be real long here today, but I'm trying to be real precise and let, you, let us know that we don't need moms that's looking back, praise God. You can't look back, mom. There's nothing back there to turn to. And we need, a, we, need, we need some moms like Mary, the mother of Jesus, that wants to get that baby raised. Can you imagine Mary raising that baby boy, Jesus, knowing who he was? Knowing how he came about. I don't believe it. I don't believe that she took it carelessly, though, Sister Penny. I believe that she looked at that baby Jesus as he was growing up, as he was the size of Corbin, and, and, and just took him and, and just realized, I know how this baby come, and I'm going to make sure that I protect this fleshly, <laughs> praise God, protect this fleshly shell that's covering up my God, and I'm going to make sure that I'm going to raise this baby that it knows and understands its destiny. And that's what Sister Stephanie, that's what Mary done. And that's what we need some mothers in here, Sister Christina, that you protect their destiny. And you know that Bruce is raised for something great. And you know that Sandra, hallelujah, been born for something great. And you protect that destiny. And finally, when they get to a certain age, guess what mama done? Okay, son, it's your turn. Mama, what do you mean? What, what, do, you, can you just see Jesus? What are you trying to do, woman? And mama says, it's your time, son. What are you trying to say, brother? I'm trying to say we need some mamas that will rise up and say, push their kids into destiny. And when it's time, and when you realize it's time for your child to shine in God, that you let them go. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't look behind you, mom. Amen. Now then. I spoke for a few minutes to the mothers. Now let's talk to this mother. The church. The church. We are the mother to this dying lost world. I don't know if you realize or not, but it takes a mama and a daddy to have a baby. It takes a mama and daddy. Only one time we see physically didn't happen, and that was when... Well, God was still the daddy. The Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. It still took a man and a woman. That's why homosexuality doesn't make sense. It still takes a man and a woman to procreate. And it's no different in the spirit. We still need a daddy. And we still need a mama. And God designed the church like that. He is our father. He is our father. But we need a mother that will nurture and take care of that baby. That's why you need a church. Oh, come on. Let me, I'm going to talk about it. Don't be looking back, mama. That's why we got a lot of kids nowadays that, that is take, running out and acting like a bunch of crazy out there. It's because somebody's checked out of their life, whether it be mama or whether it be daddy. They need both of them together. That's the both best opportunity that they're ever going to have to live for God is when mama and daddy is connected together. And that's why this church, we can't be checking out on this city, praise God. This city don't need us looking back to 15 years ago when we started we need to be looking towards the future and we need to look to multiply praise God we got to look hallelujah and realize we can't check out from this city we can't be looking back and thinking oh look at all the good times we had no let's look at what's coming for us God's got greater things we was told Thursday night there are new things coming praise God and we can't be looking back no matter 
You hear me? No matter how wicked this world may get, we need the church to be the church. We need to be the church. And you need to be connected to the church. Praise God. You need to be connected to your mama. Praise the Lord. Oh, come hear me. Know what it's like to live in a world fleshly and not be able to be connected to your mama. Six years ago on this day was the last time I ever heard my mama call my name. It was three years before she died. Because Alzheimer's took her mind away from her. It was on this day six years, six years ago the last time I heard my mama say, Daniel, looked at me and called me Daniel. Not on her own accord. My mother would have never done that. She was an incredible mom. She loved me. She took care of me. But because of that horrible disease, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, it took her mind away from me. In the last four to five years of my life, my mama was not there in my life. And there was a hole that was missing inside of me. And my, of course, you know, my dad had already dead, was dead and then passed away. But that hole that was on the inside of me, I'm going to tell you what, that's why you need a church. Because when, when your mama, those of you who lost moms today, you know what I'm talking about. Are those of you that you didn't have a good mom or maybe you still don't have a good mom, you know there's something a little bit missing inside of your life right now because the church is important and it's your mother to be connect you to God. How many times have I been in trouble, praise the Lord, and I feel like I couldn't necessarily run to daddy, but I could run to mama because mama became a buffer between daddy, hallelujah. Mama became a buffer between daddy and me. I say, mama, I messed up, I messed up, oh come Come on, help me. And mama would calm it down a little bit. That's why you need a church, praise God. When you feel like you can't run to your daddy, guess what you can do? You can run to your church. And we need to not check out and be looking back at something else. And when they come through them doors, we need to wrap our arms around them and say, it's going to be all right, baby. Daddy loves you. Daddy's going to take care of you. And sometimes the reason this world don't understand God is because the church is looking back and has checked out on them. No matter how wicked this world may get, and it's going to get worse, okay, folks? This world is going to get worse. No matter how many of your friends and family you have in the world, we cannot look back at that lifestyle. There is nothing in this world worth living for. This world needs a church that knows how to pray. Can I get an amen? This, this world needs a church, praise God, that's not looking in the back mirror of days gone by, but knows how to come in here and get hold of God. They need a church that knows how to worship. They know how to walk in and thank you for your worship today. Thank you for being connected to the house of God. And we need a church, praise God, that understands God's word and understands that God is looking for a holy church, a holy world. Yes. Understand that God is bringing wrath on this world very soon. And he continues to reach for their souls. He needs a church that's continuing to reach for souls. That's not looking back to sin. Yeah. It's hard to reach a world with a message that hasn't even changed you. It's hard to give somebody something that you're not sold on yourself. And that's why we don't need monuments like this standing up all over Marion, Kentucky. Oh, that's Texas's mom. 
No, they need to know who Linda is. I, I don't want to be, I don't want this. Matter of fact, let me, let me go farther than that. I, I don't want somebody to say, oh, that's David Garrett's church. Oh, that, that's Monica's church. I want them to know who we are. Amen. That's Harvest House. That church knows how to pray. That church knows how to, that church knows the word of God. That's a righteous, that's a holy church. That church knows how to worship. You go there, they can touch God for you. And we cannot do that as a church if we're always looking back. We, and you know what? We've been through some hell in our life as a church body. But it's time. The preacher said it the other night. Brother, uh, Bishop White said it during the anniversary services. He said something is coming to an end. And Brother and brother uh, uh, Near come in here and you know what he said? There is fixing to be something new that's going to happen in this church. So I don't want to be looking back at that stuff that we have dealt with. And I want to look forward Praise God. Our mom, church, harvest house, we can't be looking back. We can't be checking out. Amen. We're living in the last days. We're living in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Have you ever seen such a wicked time that we're living in? Have we ever seen such a wicked time? Can you imagine? Come here, Bubba. Three months ago, this precious baby coming to this world. Sandra, six months ago. Can you imagine? Just saying, I don't want it. I think I'll just take a pill and get rid of it. I don't want it. Right before he comes out, let's stick a needle in his head and suck its brains out. And it's okay, right? No, it's not. We're living in a wicked world. We value the wrong things. Amen. We're living in modern Sodom and Gomorrah. You, you just, listen, if it keeps going the direction it's going, I can get up here and preach against homosexuality, which the Bible is against. And I may go to jail. And that's okay. I'll go to jail for it if I have to. But listen to me. We're living in the modern Sodom and Gomorrah. When people can live any lifestyle they want to live, Sister Penny. And it's okay. Jake, can give me them scriptures, bud. I need you right now. Corbin will be all right. Jesus. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here or see there, go not after them nor follow them, for as the lightning that lighteth up the one part of the heaven shineth unto the other part of the heaven, so also shall the Son of Man be in his day. Next verses. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of his generation. And it was, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. For they did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. This is Jesus preaching to them and telling them, just like the days of Noah, so shall it be. We're seeing that right now. We're seeing people, what are they doing? They're eating, they're drinking, they're not paying, go back to the scripture. They're eating, they're not paying attention to anything that's going on in this world. They're marrying, giving in marriage. It's okay, let's go get another one. If I don't like that one, we'll live with this one a while. See if it will try it out. And this, is, this, is the, this is the generation we're living in. 
Go to the next verse. Likewise, also, it was in the days of Lot. And they did eat, and they drank, and they bought, they sowed, they planted, they built it. Let's go on with life. Life's going to live forever. That's what they're saying. I've got all the time in the world. I ain't got to worry about it. I've got all the time in the world. But it said, but that same day, right, that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Next verse. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. He's fixing to be revealed. You hear me? We're living in them days, Brother Ronnie. Right now, our time is mirroring Sodom and Gomorrah. Our time is mirroring. It's mirroring Noah's time. In that day, he shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house. Let him not come down to take away. He that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Don't go to the next scripture yet. What's he doing? He's preaching them. He's telling them, this is what you're going to do when the day is coming, when I'm going to reveal, be revealed back to the Lord. He's fixing to come back, and everybody's going to see him. Amen. He's going to be revealed. He told them all that to give them this three-word sermon. Listen. Remember Lot's wife. He told them what the day was going to look like, Sister Penny. Then he gave him a three-word sermon. Remember Lot's wife. Why did he say remember Lot's wife? Because he knew that you were going to be tempted to look back. Just like Lot's wife was tempted to look back. We don't know what she was looking for. We don't know if it was for her other two daughters. We don't know if it was some lifestyle, some friend. some Maybe it was a home that she had she loved so much. We don't know exactly what it was. But the, the very next verse after that, I didn't give it to Jake and it won't be up here. He said, whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. The only way that we're going to save ourselves from this self-seeking generation is to completely give our lives to Jesus. We, can, we, uh, uh, we cannot be self-seeking and wanting to please our fleshly desires and think we can shape the judgment that's coming in this world. We can't be looking back. We can't look back. We can't look back to the old lifestyle. Thank God for what he's done for you. And I, I hope he's done something great. So point that all of a sudden you don't start looking back. But I've seen the danger of it. <laughs> Hear me. We had incredible anniversary services, okay? I know this is different than any Mother's Day sermon I've ever preached. And I do not apologize today because I believe God laid it in my heart. And I'm just going to be just a few more minutes here today. But hear me. We had incredible anniversary services. Everybody was hyped. Everybody was excited. But we've seen it before, right? Amen. Everybody goes to camp. We have great camp. And all of a sudden, everybody's excited. But then they start looking back. Start looking back. But my friends, what, what was that place that several, several, it may, it may have been centuries ago. I don't remember. It was a Pompeii or something like that maybe. Or the, it was a volcano, whatever it was. Pompeii, when they had the the the, the, the volcano that erupted and, and it just basically buried people. There was one woman they unburied in that thing. She was literally 
leaning back. She was in a preserved position when they found her. I don't know exactly how it happened, but she was in a preserved position, and she was reaching back for a pot. And she died in the destruction. I don't want that to be anybody that's looking back, no matter what it may be. Maybe it's just a friend. Maybe it's just a job. Maybe it's just a relationship. Whatever it is, if it's causing you to turn away from Jesus and look back the other way, Jesus has a word for us. Remember Lot's wife? She turned back. Don't look back, Mama. Listen. Listen to this poem. I've never heard this poem in my life. Maybe you have heard this poem. I'd never heard this poem before. And it's by a lady by the name. I'm going to botch her last name. I even looked it up and listened on YouTube how to say it. And I'm probably still going to mess it up. It's Anna Akamatova. She wrote a poem called Lot's Wife. Listen to it, okay? And the just man trailed God's shining agent over a black mountain in his giant track. While a restless voice kept hurrying his woman. It's not too late. You can still look back at the red tires of your native Sodom. The square where once you sang the spinning shed. At the empty windows set in the tall house. Where sons and daughters blessed your marriage bed. A single glance. A sudden dart of pain. Stitching her eyes before she made a sound. Her body flaked into transparent salt. Her swift legs rooted to the ground. Who will grieve for this woman? Does she not seem too insignificant for our concern? Yet in my heart I will deny, in my heart I will never deny her who suffered death because she chose to turn. And I don't know if that's her. Go to that picture again. I don't know if that's her or not. I don't know if that's Lot's wife or not. I don't know. That's, they, but regardless, if that is her or not, Somewhere in that area, Lot's wife turned to a pillar of salt because she looked back. Yes, she turned into a pillar of salt, but do we got to understand, not only did she lose out, but her children lost out. I'm, I'm going to bring this to a close today. In Luke 9, 57 through 62, it said, And it came to pass that as they went into the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whatsoever thou goest. Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell which are at my home. And Jesus said to him, No, man. So no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit. For the kingdom of God. We are too close. To the coming of Jesus. To turn around now. We are too close. To the coming of Jesus. To turn around now. 15 years in this church. Some of you have been here. 14. Some of you have been here. 10 years this year. Or 12 years this year actually. It's 2009. How do you know that, brother? I remember significantly when many of you came. You guys came in March of 2007. Sister Stephanie, you and all your family came in uh, probably the spring of 2009, the same year we had the ice storm. You've been in my life, all my life, Christina. Yeah, all your life, how about that? We're too close. 
But David, you've, you've been in my life just a, a short time, my friend, but I've come to love you very dearly. Jim, you don't even remember me not being around, do you? Let the words of this old song speak to you today as I bring this to a close. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back, no turning back, though none go with me, still I will follow, though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. My cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. My cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. My cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Will you decide now? To follow Jesus will you decide now to follow Jesus will you decide now to follow Jesus no turning back no turning back Philippians 3 and 13 says brother I count myself to have not apprehended but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind I reach forth under the things which are before. Harvest House, there's something in front of us that we need to be reaching for. We need to be reaching for it. This world's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. If you think it's going to get easier to live for Jesus in the future, you're wrong. The only way it becomes easy to, to, uh, uh, to live for Jesus is verse 14 in Philippians 4 and 3. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. For Ronnie, we got to press. Get them two precious babies beside you. Cody's not here today. They're worth fighting for. They're worth putting your eyes forward Misty, thank you for your testimony. You mentioned your four babies. It's worth reaching for. Stephanie, you got some treasures waiting for you. You're doing a good job. You may not feel like it. This morning you had your two girls in here and your other two girls keep pressing don't look back don't look back mom don't look back harvest house one last scripture and I'm done you can stand with me I know this has been a different Mother's Day sermon today but I felt it so strong last night 
is I wanted to reach for somebody and tell you, don't look back. Isaiah 43 and 18 says, Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. You know what he said? Verse 19, Behold, I do a new thing. Sister Linda, aren't you better ready for a new thing? You've been living this old thing long enough. Quit looking back. Quit looking back. Don't say I don't need don't say I need you. Quit looking back. It's time for a new thing in your life. Monica, it's time for a new thing. Been trying this old way long enough. Heard that incredible testimony and I tried it long enough. He said, Behold, I will do a new thing now. It shall spring forth. You shall not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. It's a new thing. But folks, we can't be looking back. I'm, I'm trying to wind this down, but I'm feeling this in my spirit. You're going to hear it blowing up behind you. Now, this is going to be in a spiritual realm. Understand, I'm not telling you physically not to physically look back behind you, but in your spiritual connections, you cannot be looking back and trying to connect to some. This is, this is what the Lord was saying when he said, remember Lot's wife. She had such a connection to her old world. It pulled her even at the word by the angel said, don't look back. How does that put in perspective for us? Bishop White, Thursday night, his prophecy, when he said, I bless you, and in paraphrase, he said, I bless you when you didn't need to be blessed. I've given you when you didn't deserve to be given. He said, but when you became ungrateful, I've had mercy, but now I'm bringing judgment. terrified to miss church. I'd be terrified to miss a day of prayer. I'd be terrified to not read my Bible. I'd be terrified, hallelujah, to not stay connected to, uh, to this mother of this church. And church, we need to be terrified when somebody doesn't show up and we don't reach for them and say, hey, you need to be a part of the church. I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm just going to have to quit. I'm, I'm asking, I'm begging, I'm pleading for somebody to come to this altar and make a new commitment today and say, Lord, I've been spending too much time in the rearview mirror. Help me, Lord. I don't want to spend so much time in that rearview mirror. There is a reason why the window of your car is big and there's a little bitty rearview mirror behind, right there. It's not made to look at all the time. It's just made to look at and glance and see where you've been so you can continue on the right path forward. Come on. God wants to do a new thing. He's going to do a new thing in somebody's life. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. I'm calling us to press towards Jesus. Press towards the prize, the mark of the high calling. Oh, come on. We can't turn back to the world. We can't turn back to our ways. Even if it's just like the turtle and you're just barely pressing along, that's better, hallelujah, than running a fast race and missing out. Come on. Oh, come on. Let's just keep pressing forward. I'm done, sweetheart. sweetheart. I've been changed